The Minnesota Vikings have selected Randy Moss. Well, before I get questions, man, I'd like to say some. Everybody, one clap. All right, Josh, one clap indeed. So here we are. This is the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast um i got myself here along with my partner in crime josh um and we're gonna you do a little podcast for you here mainly talking about football but uh first of all we should probably introduce ourselves for anyone who doesn't know who we are so uh, i'll give the floor over to my good friend josh here to tell us a little bit about himself yeah my name is josh um hidden oaks original so we're gonna talk a little bit about some football here Josh, you're going to need to speak up here, bud. Come on. Well, it's my first time on the radio, Garlic, so you're going to Act like you've been here before. Come on. Um, so as Garlic said, we're from Hidden Oaks. We're going to talk about some football today. I forgot some of the notes already. Now you're just, just tell us about yourself, Josh. You're introducing yourself. To, to who is Josh Mitchell? And Josh Mitchell is a hardcore Green Bay Packers fan, lover of fantasy football, mm-hmm. three years in dynasty football, and we're going to... Try and try and provide some uh, input on some players, some rookies, some young guys. Um, hopefully, you guys take a listen and like it a little bit. Um, provide some feedback and comment sections wherever this may get posted. Thank yep. you. Yeah, you can also always email in. We're uh, the Hidden Oaks Overdose at gmail.com. Um, so that's again Hidden Oaks Overdose at gmail.com. If you ever want to email into the show, we might feature you if you said something cool or funny or mean or whatever. Um, so Josh, I'm really interested in how you got into football. I know you played um, in high school. I don't know how young you started, but kind of tell us why you like football. Well, it's uh, oh. A little bit louder. Well, I know, because you're looking at your mic now, Josh. You're fucking <laughs> with me a lot. Be consistent. Either look at me or look at your mic. All right. Um, got into football young age. Obviously, most kids in first, second grade start playing. I quit in fourth grade because I didn't like getting hit. Enough bullies <laughs> in the neighborhood to make it so I hated getting hit. Um, started playing again in middle school, high school. Took six years off, played in college. Um, as a walk-on for Division Three, pretty easy to do that because they accept everyone. Um, reason behind my uh, fierce devotion to the Green Bay Packers as a Minnesota native is the first game that I happened to watch just so happened to be Brett Favre after his father passed. Oh, Not sure if you remember, but... Great game. Four touchdowns, 300-plus yards against the Raiders. Dude. Yeah, um, so I've been a devoted fan ever since then, which is why I'm going to be a little biased at times, even though I'm going to try not to be. All right, uh, so yeah, just want to make a note, that Raiders game, oh my God, Josh, after Favre's passing, such a, such a great game, very emotional. Um, I still watch the highlights uh, on YouTube sometime when I'm trying to go to bed. It's amazing. Um, but so anyways, I'll take a sec here to introduce myself. Um, garlic for anyone who doesn't know, um, hidden Oaks born and raised my whole life. Uh, diehard Vikings fan. I'd like to think I bleed purple, but at the same time, I'm not afraid to be critical of the team. So, uh, you'll probably hear me tear the Vikings apart a lot, but just know I love them. Um, I was never really into football as, as a kid. Um, up until honestly, I really didn't get into football at all as a sport until, uh, Brett 
Favre was here in, in Minnesota, kind of 2009 is when I became a real football fan, I like to think. Um, I was up late at night in my mom's apartment, um, and I was watching the Favre against um, San Francisco game when he uh, comes back and throws the touchdown in the back of the end zone to Greg Lewis. I remember just a great feeling of euphoria in that moment, and I've uh, been hooked on this dumb shit ever since. Um so yeah, I, I'm also a big fan of fantasy football. Um, I'm kind of known as the fantasy fanatic in my group of friends. Uh, I'm in nine leagues this year. It might be more if I tack on a free league or two. But uh, yeah, nine fantasy football leagues. It almost becomes not fun at that point, but I love the game too much. Um, so now that we've talked about ourselves a little bit of Josh, let's kind of talk about where this podcast came from. Um, so our our partnership here has always been kind of you're a great ideas guy and then i if i like the idea i'll I'll execute and i'll uh make it happen but uh where'd this idea come from what inspired you to want to do a uh, podcast well if i'm going to be honest and i apologize to all our friends who are listening it's because our friends are awful at off season um we have a hard time keeping our dynasty league together in this off season josh gonna need to speak up bud um, <laughs> you can see yourself. Come on. I know. I know. Yeah, we just can't have dead air here, Josh. I mean, have you ever listened to a podcast with a bunch of awkward silences? <laughs> I'm not going to cut that out either. I saw you taking note. We're not cutting out your dead silence. Anyway, so what? The, where'd, the, where'd this podcast come from? Honestly, I'm in a league that had a podcast last year. There's a lot of involvement. Started some trash talking. I thought it would be fun to get our leagues involved, and it just kind of branched from there. For all of those who are not in our league listening to this, I apologize because it may have a little bit more focus on the Hidden Oaks, but we are going to try and intermingle a lot of NFL news and keep it relevant to today's day and age as well. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Hidden Oaks was the name of our neighborhood growing up. So that's kind of where that comes from. Uh, a lot of us are still friends to this day. We all grew up together, went to the same schools, obviously, being from the same neighborhood. And uh, we've really taken on the Hidden Oaks identity kind of as our group of friends. We're, we're really proud of it. And we really like uh, kind of our upbringing and uh, how that all worked out for us so that's where the hidden oaks piece comes from um so josh what is our goal for today uh, kind of break down uh what we're going to be talking about in this first podcast here yeah we're going to go over some of the packers vikings preseason games so far obviously we both have a little bit of a uh, bias towards both those teams um maybe cover a little bit of some of the other teams that have been playing some of the rules in the nfl that have changed this offseason then we're going to get de- delve into a little bit more fantasy specifics, discuss our uh, dynasty league, some of the rookie draft that we just went through, free agency, um, as well as um, Antonio Brown, Teddy Bridgewater, and Randy Moss. Yep. Uh, shout outs to Nikita Bunker, who might have amended our Nikita notes Mitchell. Here. Nikita Mitchell. I'm still going to call her Nikita Bunker, but uh, Nikita Mitchell, Josh's wife, edited our notes list at the last minute here before we went live. Um, all right, so Josh, let's get right into it. You said one of our goals was to talk about our teams. You're a diehard Packers fan. Let's uh, let's hear all about the pack. Probably start with their off-season moves. Uh, I know there's been a lot of coaching changes and then maybe some new personnel on the field. Yeah, um, obviously last season didn't go as planned. Um, when Aaron Rodgers goes down, it's as if the entire city goes into a panic. Um, but it did expose a lot of the weak points that we needed to get corrected. So our defenses was our defense was one of the main focuses of this offseason, I feel. 
um, address that in the draft for the first two draft picks of a, a dra- you know what Josh you're doing great here let's give a little oh why is that so quiet oh the mixer's way down that makes me yeah. sad alright we'll try that one more time alright uh, Josh this is how you're doing I was checking the uh, specs on the end line for the rotary girder I'm retarded <laughs> So yep. we're going to try and incorporate a soundboard here, a soundboard here whenever we can, uh, just for some quick laughs. Anyways, Josh, you were saying Green yeah, Bay Packers? Jair Alexander was our first round draft pick. Pretty happy with what I've seen with him in preseason so far, uh, despite its first two weeks, so it's pretty limited. Um, second round, Josh Jackson, he's picking up everything in camp from what I hear. Um, doing well he can play all over the field he was actually projected as a first round draft pick and I saw a lot of mocks with Packers taking him at 14 um, if Packers didn't take him then the Vikings at um, well wherever they drafted I'm not even I don't, th- so, yeah something high 30 29 um, late late first round so um, the fact that he dropped to the pack in the second round I was extremely happy I remember watching that pick in the kitchen and actually doing a lap around our uh, island it's a small island, but I'm I'm not in the best shape, so I got winded after one. Um, That's all it takes sometimes, you know? But yeah, with this uh, most recent preseason game, week two against the Steelers, first play from scrimmage was a pick six from Tremont Williams. Welcome back. Um, he was one of the kind of staples in the defense a few years back. He... Um, oh. he, he brought it back. It was a nice play. <clears throat> from there, it just... It, it was... That opened the dams, and when you open it up on the first play of the game, you're going to end up with a high score. So Packers 51, Pitt 34. Um, had a few rookies, Jake Kumaro, Marquez Valdez-Scandling, Equinemius, St. Brown. Um, they all had you know some contribution. Um, Jake Kumaro, three for three catches, 114 in a tutter. Uh, Marquez, one catch, 15 yards. He had the big week last week, though. Um Quinamius St. Brown, one catch, five targets, um, 12 yards. So I don't know if it was a little bit of accuracy. He did have Kaiser and Hunley thrown to him for the most part. Ish. So two of the worst ranked quarterbacks, according <laughs> to PFF. Actually, they were the bottom two for quarterbacks that started last season. And yet Green Bay got them. Um, Come on, Green Bay. Yeah. Um, run game, I don't think anything got started. 41 yards out of Joel Bouganon um, on 13 carries. Um, Jamal Williams had two carries, two yards. Akeem Judd, five carries, three yards. Ty Mont, four carries, 10 yards. It was kind of ugly overall in the run game, but 51 points, can't complain. Back to Josh Jackson, that second-round draft pick. He had a pick six. Um, that was beautiful. Nice to see. Um, he said that he had actually known which play was coming beforehand, so it was easy to jump that route. Um, on the Pittsburgh side, a little bit rough, obviously, but they still put up 34. James Conner, a little bit of dynasty value for those of you who are listening for the dynasty side of things. Um, he's sitting behind uh, someone named Le'Veon Bell. I don't know if Ooh. you've heard of him. Yeah. Um, but he had five carries, 57 yards, and a tutter. He'd definitely be worth a stash in most leagues especially with Bell being in its contract year here. If he doesn't stick around, Connor's going to be a stud. Um, yeah, so that's what I have for Green Bay this week. 
Um, obviously, there's a lot more. It's a little bit difficult without diving into the weeds too much. I do have a full-time job as a county employee, so... Um, <laughs> Is that really a job? Kind of. Um, you get paid, for sure. So we will um, not necessarily dive into preseason a whole lot, despite a lot of those who are into dynasty and a lot of people who are interested in some of those kind of bubble players but garlic what what about the vikings how 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 they go with their preseason so far well i mean i can tell you exactly how kirk cousin was feeling after game one well Dak, here's the deal i'm the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellence so, I mean, four for four, like 40-some yards, like 41 yards and a tutter. I mean, Kirk Cousins marched right down that field, uh, and the Broncos were were uh, looking like little bitches. Um, so, he was feeling great. Uh, preseason game two, Kirk Cousins did not look so great. Um, our I don't even remember who our scored our first touchdown, but Kirk Cousins was looking a little rough against the Jags, D. I understand they're either the number one or the number two defense in the league, um, so that's tough to perform well against, but he looked pretty pedestrian out there from everything I saw. Um, uh, so, yeah, Kirk Cousins was feeling good. Um, I would like to note that our defensive twos have looked really good so far. I know both Case Keenum and the Bronco ones and Blake Bortles and the Jags ones um, stayed out on the field uh, a lot longer than our defensive starters did for the Vikings. Um, and we, we held them pretty good. Um, so shout out to all the depth there in Minnesota. Um, our, our defensive twos are looking great. If we can stop uh, number one offenses. Uh, well, I shouldn't say number one offenses offenses i don't think there's anything special about the broncos offense and leonard fournette's probably the only good player uh on the jags offense um but i i have a hard on for blake bortles so um he's the boat, the I, boat. Love I love him so much um big fan of blake bortles as a person i don't know about him as a, a skilled football player he just certainly looked great in uh the afc championship game against the pats Josh, i don't know if you watched that game but blake bortles actually looked really good in that game i did he, mm -hmm. they they there's argued there's an argument that they should have won that game but a bad call got it taken away um just kind of goes to show that the patriots are america's team yeah, no doubt. Uh, don't tell Jared Jones that, though. He will be, he'll be quite upset. Um, so back to the Vikings, though. Our defensive twos have looked great. Kirk Cousins looked good game one. Um, he did not look anything special in game two. Um, game one, Trevor Simeon looked pretty rough, in my opinion. Um, I really didn't pay attention to anything Trevor Simeon did game two. Um Obviously, if anyone's a Vikings fan, a big thing we're talking about right now is the, our um, our backup running backs who aren't named Latavius Murray, um, Rock Thomas, and some some first name Boone. Mike Boone. Mike Boone. Josh took notes. I didn't. Um, they have looked fantastic, both of them. Uh, Rock Thomas took like a 78-yard screen all the way to the house. Um, well, obviously, the screen pass wasn't 78 yards, but he took the screen pass 78 yards to the house. He looked great game one. Um, I didn't pay that much. I didn't pay that much attention to game two, but uh, Boone looked good from the plays I saw, and uh, and yeah, um, yeah. Mike Boone is actually the one who scored your only touchdown in week two. Um, he had 13 carries, 91 yards, and a reception for one. Um, he took it. He took in a run of I believe one yard for a touchdown. Ooh, one whole yard, huh? Yep. 
Nice. Um, so back to Minnesota again. Our kipping, our kicking competition. How it's been working in preseason so far. At least for game one, I thought it was really weird. Um, it was Daniel Carlson was uh, restricted to just kickoff duty, whereas Kai Forbath was only kicking field goals, I believe. It was something like that. I thought that's a really weird way to have your kicking competition. Uh, doesn't make much sense to me. Why wouldn't you split them on field goal attempts? Uh, but anyways, I don't know if that's what they did for game two or not, but I do know I watched Kai Forbath's career end in game two of the preseason today. Um, I don't know what the yardage was on the kick, but Kai Forbath hit it right off that goal post, and uh, they probably won't cut him right away because they'll probably keep him in camp for, to keep Carlson looking good and keep him sharp, but I think Forbath's days are done after that miss today. Um, the pressure's on. And uh, yeah, you're not going to draft a kicker in the a kicker in the first round, first round, um, and not keep him on the team. Is my belief. Fifth round. Fifth round. Whatever. Um, so yeah, Mike Hughes has looked pretty average in uh, in the first two preseason games I've saw. Um, in the first game, he had some debatable coverage decisions um that he made and then a game two uh, at least on one of the plays he just flat out slipped and uh it could have been an easy touchdown for the jags um if the if the quarterback was any good um so yeah that's all i really have i don't know much about the depth um in minnesota i know a lot about the starters um but i couldn't really name a lot of the twos like the defensive twos look good but i probably couldn't name most of them yeah, no, I'm, I mean, they definitely gave it away here today. Um, we do have a call from a, a fan. Um, <laughs> well, not a fan of the Vikings, but just a general fan of the football. What, um, what does they, this fan have to say, Josh? Yeah, okay, well, the Vikings are terrible. Yep, Ooh. nope, sorry. Uh, I got a little provocative, so we're going we're gonna to cut him off right there. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Who was should, that? I believe his name is Carol. Um Carol Gerby, um, okay. and so we're gonna uh, we're just gonna move on unless you have anything else to add about the Vikings and their preseason so far. Uh, not really. Um, so this will kind of transition into the next thing we want to talk about. In game two of the Vikings uh, preseason, um, Daniel Carlson made a really interesting decision with his kickoff. I don't know if he made it or Prefer made it, but so the, with the new kickoff rules, we'll talk about them in a second. But basically, what um, Daniels did Josh as you can see um, he kicked it to like right here if this is the end zone he like purposely kicked it short and high and I don't know if you'd call him a gunner or whatever but uh, one of our guys almost recovered it kind of like in this dead zone now since there's only three guys back here and there are eight of them have to be up on the line so I don't know if that was a strategic decision trying to get a new type of onside kick if we got some pretty fast gunners there but uh, yeah uh, what do you feel about the new kickoff rules this year yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be an interesting change. They're obviously doing a lot for player safety. Um, with the new, the new, for those of you who don't know the kickoff, they're they're no longer allowed to run up the line. They have to have to be set before, um, and then take off. There's also on the return team, there there's supposed to be eight people within, I believe, ten yards of the ball, um, or ten yards something, and 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 so it's going to. Um, shift a lot of the uh, focus on larger bodies, the linebackers, the defensive, um, the bigger guys, um, and, and those that can get out there and block to the quicker guys who can get back to block. And so there's going to be a little bit of a change on, on kind of strategy on getting those guys um, on the field. 
And there's also a change where there's no longer wedge blocks allowed, um, which it may not seem like a big deal, but it does rely on a lot more one-on-one -on -one blocking. So you can't have two guys take on one to kind of form a lane when, when guys are running down the field. So the skill players are going to be key on this just because they're going to have that speed to get back. There are going to be linebackers and safeties and corners that can do that, but a lot of times there's going to be a, corners um, Corners are going to be smaller-bodied guys. So they're not going to do that. Um, as far as how this impacts teams, it's kind of yet to be seen, but I can imagine a lot of the um, bigger guys, defensive and offensive linemen, those who may have been fast enough to be on the regular kickoff team or the off return team they're not going to be kept kept as deep on rosters and so you may see a lot more guys you don't expect to make the team like rock carlson or mike boone whatever their names are um sticking around just because they rock do Thomas, provide, come on whatever um he's a viking um just because they uh they do provide that <clears throat> speed and that athleticism to get back and help block maybe get downfield to make a tackle so that's might that might be where a lot of those guys make that roster spot Sure. Um, so, Josh, I know we had talked about this pre-show. Um, I don't know if you actually talked about it, though, on the pod so far. My memory isn't great. Have you talked about the all the coaching changes in Green Bay? Um, not a whole lot. I know um, somebody, Dom Capers, who, who is known for the best first and second run defense in the NFL, um, but also known as the guy who tells his team to blindfold on third down. Um he is no longer in Green Bay, and he's replaced They've by done Mike. Studies, you know, sixty percent of the time it works, every time. I think there's something that to that plan for Josh. Well, you know, it, I mean, when he came to Green Bay in two thousand nine, um, he was actually, I think, on, I think. Oh, my computer turned off. Um, he had the third best defense, and then I think that the year two thousand ten. Um, I don't know what happened with Green Bay that year. Do you remember? Uh, no, sorry, I coughed there. Uh, but no, I have no idea. Oh, some there's a Super Bowl, and um, they <laughs> they made it to that, and they ended up beating Pittsburgh in that, and they had a, a top 15, top 12 defense that year. Um, and then the following year, they had another top defense. So he, he came to Green Bay, and he had great ideas, but the thing is, is he never changed his ideas. He never adapted to the league, as, as, as we know, the league is always evolving. Um, and so... His his 1980s 1990s type defense wasn't wasn't working anymore in the 2010s, and so out with the old and with the new. And Mike Pettin, he he got a bad rep just because he was in Cleveland before uh, head coach there. Kind of kind of struggled. He he was in there when Johnny Manziel was around. I don't know if you guys remember Johnny Manziel, but. Well, there's crickets in my basement, so you could probably, uh, if the mics were loud enough to pick that up, you'd hear the crickets, and that kind of sums up his career. Um, How dare you? He's having a great career in Canada, I think. Well, I don't know. This last week, he actually got knocked out with a concussion, convulsing on the ground. So uh, he's concussion from protocol in Canada, um, and he's in Canada, Canada, so he loses. Um, Sunnyvale Trailer Park's the only reason to visit there, um, but. Uh, yeah, other than that, there's a few other minor coaching changes. The Beave is still around, and that's Mike McCarthy, for those of you who are unaware of his nickname. The Beave. Um, yeah, so um, we also have Phil Bennett as offensive coordinator, I guess, which is going to be nice because he was in Green Bay as well during that Super Bowl run or the year before when they were running a lot of five wideout sets. I don't think we have – we don't have the depth right now. We have Green Bay has Devonta Adams, who's 
by far one of the most underrated wideouts in the NFL. I feel he's he's great. Um, yeah, I mean he is pretty great. He's not as good as this guy though. I told you, and I told you, touchdown. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna say he's as good as Randy Moss. I mean, <laughs> I've argued with people that he's top five right now, but it, being honest, he's probably top ten. Um, but that's great because he's still young. He's 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 good. He's quick. He's picking things up. He had struggled early on with drops, but he's doing better now. Cobb's getting a little older. He has an ankle injury that's just nagging him, it seems. Um, so hopefully he can get over that. But then we all have a lot of youth with Geronimo Allison, uh, Jamon Moore, uh, Equanum, St. Brown, um, <laughs> and then Marquise Vanted Scantling. I can't talk tonight. That's all right. Um, You've probably had one too many uh, alcoholic beverages. Three too many. Um, and so we've, we've got some youth, and I've liked what we've seen of the youth, and there's always options in free agency since it does seem Goody does. He, he has um, done a lot in free agency, and we have Jimmy Graham as a ball, the ball catcher this season. Um, he had a great play in the Week 2 preseason game where it was just an eight-yard play, but there's no chance a defender is going to be able to box him out at his size. Sure. Um, yeah, so a lot of a lot of turnover there in Green Bay for the coaching positions. Hopefully it's for the best. Um, I don't know how I feel about Mike McCarthy. Uh, like we talked about, when he's good, he's good. But when he's bad, it's pretty atrocious. So he's kind of been riding um, Aaron Rodgers' coattails for quite some time, in my opinion. But uh, the guy's got a Super Bowl ring. The whole Vikings organization can't even say that. So he's got to have be some doing something right over there in green bay um so i was looking through my notes here i do have like two last notes on the vikings so far this year um specifically in preseason game two um uh, but alexander uh blake bortles hit him literally right in the chest right in the numbers and uh mckenzie alexander could not secure that pick which was a little disappointing um I mean, he bobbled it up, which is a good defensive move. If you can't catch it yourself, give someone else an opportunity. Um, but then Anthony Barr whiffed it too. So try uh, and get better hands. I know that kind of has, that's why you guys play defense. But then also Latavius Murray, that guy coughed up the ball twice. Um, and it's not like he got rocked. It's not like he broke his leg like Davin Cook last year when he fumbled. Um, it was just a pretty – both fumbles, I'd say, were pretty ugly and probably could have been prevented. Uh, but that was my last two notes I want to throw out there. Um, yeah, Josh, so do you, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about the pack or um, – oh, we still want to talk about uh, new rules. So we talked about the kickoff rules, um, but I know you were kind of not feeling so hot about the new quarterback protection <coughs> rules. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and I'm going to try not to throw up all over my screen when I talk about it because the uh, um, just one of the highlights and the reason that I brought it up was the during the Vikings-Jaguars game, there seemed to be a clean sack on the Jaguars uh, that the Vikings, the Vikings sacked the Jaguars. And it was a very clean tackle from what I had seen, but they flagged it as a um, roughing the passer call. And, and if that's the direction that the NFL is going, it's, it, it is going to be two-hand touch in, in a few years just because... Um, they're cracking down on it. So hopefully they get it squared away before the regular season. And hopefully this is just because it is preseason and they are trying to, you know, um, make people think a little bit more about it during the regular season. Even that's a little bit wrong because you don't want, I mean, these guys are running at top speed and they're high-end athletes. They're going to um, act on instinct before they think about things. And if they start thinking about things, it's going to slow down their game and the quality is going to be a lot lower. Um, but at the same time, player safety is going to be important. I do have something to add, though, um, regarding just 
in general. Oh, never mind. It got taken away. There was a uh, there was a play on here that said Joe Webb passed Vincent Smith for forty one yard <laughs> touchdown. So Joe Webb's sighting everybody. Dude, Joe Webb, uh, big fan of the Joe Webb. Um, I got made fun of in a Vikings Discord when we were doing the Reddit Survivor. I identified myself as a Joe Webb fan, um, and I got all made fun of in the Discord. It hurt my feelings a little bit. Rightfully so. Yeah, but uh, who won NFL Survivor this year, Josh? It wasn't the pack. They won it last year, so who cares? Um, but yeah, moving on, um, we're going to get into a little bit more of the Hidden Oaks fantasy specifics, and since the redraft league is, the draft date is set, um, for I believe September something or another. September third. Come on, Josh. Labor Day. Labor Day, September third at six six o'clock. Six forty-five. Mountain time. Say mountain time. What's yeah. happening right now? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, six o'clock, or six forty-five Central Time. Um, at the at the Dubs in Blaine. Um, so we're gonna. You know, we're going to skip over that a little bit, but we are going to talk a little bit about um, our Dynasty League and some of the things that have been going on with that. For the, for you guys who are not in our Dynasty League, you, there's going to be a little bit of talk about our drafts. So you can laugh at some of the draft picks that we made. Um, as we stated earlier, and if we didn't state it earlier, we aren't experts. We are just here to have fun. Um, so the, the, the depth that we do in our research is about the same as the depth of the kiddie pool at... Uh, at the at the local water park and that's very deep compared to some i'm sure um we do have some manager changes in this off season and well, so here, before josh before we get into the manager changes let's talk history um of the league kind of where it came from how many years has been going stuff like that yeah so we've been around for we're entering our third year now and uh year one kind of like i said we were just kind of joining in i, I explained the kind of um, the process, the, the kind of the expectations of the league and what to expect in it. And, and everybody that we knew hopped on board. And we had three out-of-towners um, that joined in from a friend of ours and, and mutual friends. We met them. They were nice. They, they joined in and drafted and had a good first year. Very little conversation. Everybody was just kind of trying to get a feel of the league itself. Um, a few trades, um, some draft pick trades, but not a whole lot of action. Um, we actually had... Um, somebody trade Le'Veon Bell for Jordy Nelson straight up. You'd think that the one with the Le'Veon Bell would be the uh, victor there, but the one who traded for Jordy ended up winning the championship. Good job, Jordan. Um, so Jordan then went from, he, he had got first the first year, and Garlic here got last. Uh, well, let's let's just be clear here. Um, in this dynasty league, it was kind of rushed. We put it together last minute before the um, NFL season, and I had to auto draft my thirty-person dynasty team. Okay, my dynasty team got auto drafted. I'm sorry, I was worst in the league, Josh. Please, come on. All I hear is excuses. <laughs> yeah, well, I won last year, Josh. I went from worst to first, so obviously I figured it out. Yep, and I don't know which demon you had to make a deal with, but Jordan went from first to worst. So we do have we we've kind of had a little bit of a uh, jumble around, and I'm 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 gonna admit I'm extremely bitter with our dynasty league um, when I look at my roster because there is no chance that I should be I, I shouldn't be losing. I have the best roster in this league. Clearly you don't. Clearly you don't. <laughs> Josh, give us some of your players on this dynasty team. Why is your team so good? 
Well, um, hang on. Let me just pull up my roster here real quick. And uh, we'll, uh, I'll try not to roster bait too hard for you guys. Oh, my God. Um, I don't want to see your vinegar, vinegar strokes here, Josh. That's, <laughs> that's disgusting. But we got Drew Brees. Who? Yeah. David Johnson, Elvin Kamara, Antonio Brown, Devonta Adams, Chris Hogan, and Anthony, well, we'll get into that a little bit later. Austin Safarian Jenkins, Hunter Henry is supposed to be my starter. But then I got Deshaun Watson, um, Lamar Miller, Ty Montgomery. It's just Corey Davis, Robert Woods, Keelan Cole, Cam Meredith. Just goes on and on. I have depth. I've got starters. I've got a boner right now. You came in what's uh seventh last year? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I was the champion last year. We're talking Tom Brady, Todd Gurley, Jay Ajay, Keenan Allen, Larry Fitz, Roby Anderson, Zach Gertz, Jordan Reed. Um, Daniel Carlson was not my kicker last year, but the Jags D definitely carried me. Um, yeah, I mean, your team sounds good, but obviously they can't get it done. So um, you can be butthurt all you want, Josh, but... Uh, but yeah, um, so we kind of cut off the history of the league there. Pretty much to recap, it's a three-year-old league. Um, we started on ESPN, went to Flea Flicker, and uh, now we're on the Sleeper app, um, which if anyone has never used the Sleeper app, I'd recommend checking it out. It's actually pretty cool. So, I mean, yeah, talk about the Dynasty League, Josh. <laughs> I was cut you off when you're talking about manager changes. Let's hear about that. Yeah, no, um, so um, after the year two, um, when Jordan went from first to worst, I don't know if he just had a lack of uh, or change of heart on things. Um, he had a lot going on in his life. Um, he was down in Guantanamo Bay, not as an inmate, by the way. Um, he was working for the military there. Allegedly. So, I mean, I never saw it. <laughs> we don't know for sure what he was doing down there. Yeah, and so um, he left. Um, he had a lot of things going on when he came back, so good for him on that. Um, uh, Keep going. You're fine. And so... We had Kevin Brown join, friend of Jesse's. Um, and so and Jesse, actually, he's now gone for the Air Force stuff. And we have Andrew Hammer taking over for him for just this season. Um, we had some out-of-towners who left, Nick and Ryan. Um, wish them the best of luck in whatever they do. Um, Nick, for all I know, you could be dead. Um, Nick haven't heard from, yeah. He's haven't gone. heard from you in a long time. Ryan, I understand life got busy for you. That's great. Wish you the best of luck. To replace them, we got T, Garlic's cousin, taking over for Nick. Um, he's a greasy fuck, but he's a, uh, well, he's trying to steal my dog, so I wouldn't say he's a good guy. Um, <laughs> got Kyle, who took over for Ryan, Wiu. Um, so, Kyle, I don't know if it's going to be interim or permanent, but welcome to the crew. As soon as you join up, you just have to join on Sleeper. Yeah, he's kind Join of... Join on Sleeper. All right, that was unnecessary. Look at that. You see how awful that is? That's going to be in people's ear. Look at that. Ugh. Sorry, I was pointing at the sound waves for Josh. Um, he just raped you in the ear a little bit. I apologize for that. Um, And then going back to Kevin joining and taking over for Jordan, I just got to commend him for being an excellent human being because if I would have seen that roster, I would have laughed and thrown it in the garbage. Um, That's kind of where his team is right now. I don't know. I don't remember the exact count, but I believe he has nine guys on his roster who are no longer even in the NFL. Um, and so that's just something that happens when a manager isn't paying as much attention. Well, and and he does have a decent excuse being that he was kind of in uh, Guantanamo there. Um, 
but yeah, that's going to be the manager changes that we had from year two to year three. Hopefully we don't have any from year three to year four other than those that have left for the interim to be returning. Um, and then possibly, well, that'll be it. Yeah. Um, so overall, our league's pretty cool. Um, I'm the champion, so obviously I'm the coolest one in the league. Um, I haven't given a shout-out yet to my co-owner, Mr. Garrett Flint. Um, big fan of his. I think I brought him in on Season 2 when we moved to Flea Flicker. Um, so Garrett and I built that team together, and we are now the reigning, defending, undisputed champions of hidden oaks and uh there's nothing you can do about it josh uh, you can suck it um so now we've talked about some league owner changes um do you want to talk about the draft a little bit yeah we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit i've got just um the first 20 draft picks written down and i think i see the draft board up on your screen there so yes, we sir. can go into a little bit of depth on it uh, i've mentioned it once or twice already that there's really not a whole lot of research on these guys before um number one overall Saquon, no, I'm just kidding, Saquon Barkley, um, kind of the clear-cut number one overall in a lot of leagues, unless you have the first and second overall pick, and you were just being funny to draft him second overall. Um, but Saquon went number one in our league to Ryan before he left, and so that's, you know, we won't dive into that a whole lot, but it's kind of obvious as to why he picked him. He's kind of a generational talent, they're saying. Um, we hope. We hope, and and even though he's on the Giants, and Eli Manning is a mouth-breathing idiot, I I do hope Saquon does well there. He's he's fun to watch. He's got a lot of talent. Um, number two, Sony Michelle. Um, he went to the Patriots. He's gonna be in that carousel of running backs with Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead, James White, um, Mike Gillisley, um, and so they were saying that he's gonna actually kind of be that guy in New England, but. Um, he went down recently with an injury that might set him back a little bit, but it sounds like so are the other guys. James White might be kind of the the guy to go to and the guy to own in New England, but um, for the most part, Sony Michelle is going to be the future there. So at number two, I have no no issue with that, especially in a full point PPR. Um, he's going to be good at catching the ball out of the backfield. That was Kevin who picked him, by the way. So good job, Kevin. Um, Willie, third overall pick, Darius Jews, Geis. Um, Juice going into the draft, um, going into the off season here. He's kind of that number. He's kind of in the talks for number two, especially in those like point five standard leagues. Um, in 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 Washington, the Redskins. They're not necessarily a decent running back system yet. They got Fat Rob and Smaje, um, but none of them kind of set themselves apart in this off season. So. Geis was going to go in and be the guy, and unfortunately he went down with an ACL there, um, I believe, first or second drive of his uh, preseason there. So that's unfortunate, but for the future, he's definitely worth a hold. Um, you know, he's, he, he was one of those guys that they said picked up the offense really quickly, which is always a good sign for running backs. Number four, we got Hammer, um, Jesse, taking Penny. Um Got a lot of flack for being drafted so early in Seattle. Um, he's a first-round draft pick running back. They definitely had some offensive line needs, but he uh, he's he's a good get. He's a good back to own. Um, they like what they have in Penny, but he unfortunately broke his finger, and he's going up against Chris Carson, who is 
doing well this pre this preseason so far, and he actually set himself apart last year as well, even though he was a seventh round draft pick. Um, and so he he's kind of a uh, kind of diamond in the rough they found with Chris Carson. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do when Penny comes back, if Chris Carson is still performing the way he is now, um, if they sit him or bring him in only on certain situations. If they do that, still worth a hold, especially in a deep league, um, in any dynasty league. Um, and so not a bad pick at four. He was also in that talk of a top three pick. Um, Derek, Calvin Ridley. Um, haven't heard a whole lot from him this preseason. He's wide out, obviously. Um, first wide out off the board, kind of around the spot that most people are having him taken. And so it'll be interesting to see what he does in that offense. I know he's going to fill in that role for, um, darn blank now, went to the Bears. Darlick, help me out. Who? I'm sorry. Taylor Gabriel. He's going to kind of fill that tel- Taylor, Gabriel, Taylor Gabriel route, role um, from what from what I understand. Um, he's a little bit bigger bodied too, if I under, if I remember correctly. So who knows where he ends up on that roster? Um, like I said, I haven't been paying too much attention at this point. Um, T took Royce Freeman. Not sure if he did it for the player himself or for the name Royce to five nine. He's a rapper for those of you who don't know. Um, What's rap? I've never heard of this. It's a uh, it's an alternative to bread. Oh. You put meats and stuff in it. Delicious. Um, but yeah, Royce Freeman, Denver. Um, not a bad pick there. Kind of kind of standard area for him from what I've seen. Uh, not sure what he's done in Denver so far. I haven't paid attention to any of their preseason games yet. So sorry, T. Don't have a whole lot of feedback for you. Um, Go pick next. Some douchebag. Yeah, seven. That was, uh, yeah, Josh. That's me. Ish. Um, I took carry on Johnson. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure Detroit's had a running back that's produced since Barry Sanders. Um, but I feel like carry on to get that opportunity. He's a little bit of a um, hard runner. Um, they tried the Amir Abdullah route, kind of a Nebraska bow-legged country boy um, who never really panned out too many injuries. They got Theo Riddick who's one of the best pass catcher running backs in the NFL right now. And so um, I don't see him taking a lot of the third down, third down snaps, but he is going to be a three down back when he gets that opportunity. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesse or Hammer um, traded you know, this offseason for the eighth overall pick to Nate, or from Nate. So he, they got Nate's pick, um, and they took DJ Moore. Um, DJ Moore, he's, I mean, who's a wide out other than Devin Funches in, uh, Carolina, Curtis Samuel. What's that? Phone away. I'm not um, going to put my phone away. What was the question? Um, who's the other wide receivers in Carolina right now? Other I don't than think they have been, if I'm being honest. Devin Funches, he was solid last year. Curtis Samuel, he's young. He's, he's, you know, wide outs usually take three years to develop. The only um, one I know year. of, he's not a wide up, but it's Greg Olson, obviously the god, the broadcaster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, I have no idea. So yeah, DJ Moore is going to be a nice, uh, nice overall. No, nice pick at eight there. Um, I got him in another league, and I took him at six, I believe. So I wouldn't be complaining about getting him at eight, especially in a PPR league. Connor took Nick Chubb at number nine. Kind of surprised he lasts that long. He was very highly touted coming out of college. 
Um, he's going to be on Cleveland, though. Um, and so he's going to be competing a lot with um, Frank Go- Not for um, <laughs> Frankel. How about Carlos Hyde? Carlos Hyde. And there Duke we go. Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson's never going to get off the field in three. Um, he's actually saying he wants to be a slot receiver last I saw. So he might not. Um, it'll be interesting to see what comes from that. Um, and then guard, do you want to? Well, guard took uh, Ronald Jones the second, who's going to be the backup entering the season. Rojo. I mean, yeah, he's slated as the backup, but I mean, let's be honest here, Josh. Rojo's going to be that starter come week four, week five, once Peyton Barber's proved to be the sham that he is. Um, kind of. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Draft Day. I, I hope you've seen it. I think we saw it together. You've never seen Draft Day? Nope. Oh my God. Draft Day, great movie. But anyways, um, sitting there at 10, the championship pick, obviously. Uh, me and Garrett, my co-owner, we were kind of texting back and forth a lot that whole night. Um, and we were... I was kind of having a bit of a panic attack. I was like, all right, why is Rojo still on the board? Is there something I don't know about him? Did he get injured and uh, it's not been reported widely and I just missed it? Um, But so kind of coming into the draft, um, Garrett and I had decided that we wouldn't really plan anything at pick 10. It's kind of hard to know who's going to fall to you. Um, We we know we wanted a quarterback um, because while I do like our quarterbacks, um, coming into the draft, our quarterbacks were Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers. Um, They're both great backs, both definitely getting up there in age, though. Gray beards. Gray beards, indeed. Um, little Skyrim reference. Um, but so, yeah, we, we knew we wanted the quarterback, um, but we figured Rojo was probably a good pick at 10, um, and he definitely wouldn't make it to 20. Um, so we were like, all right, we want a quarterback, um, but this quarterback class is kind of deep, so let's take Rojo and kind of see what falls to us at 20. Um, so I don't think we should probably go through the other 40 picks like you have. Um, I like the first breakdown of the first 10 at least. But uh, what are some of the other notable picks here for you without going through all 40? Who do you like? Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't write down all of them, but I will say that I'm extremely happy with my next two picks. All right, let's um, hear it. At 17 and 18 over, or the 17th and the 18th yeah. pick, I got Anthony Miller and Antonio Calloway. How um, did you have the 18th pick, Josh? Let's talk about that for a second. Um, I'm, was, you, that was you, a golf bet. Correct. You uh, you outgolfed Nate. Yeah. To the um, so I'm not sure what the etiquette is for trading draft picks, but Nate and I will usually go out on a new golf course, and if we get a par three, um, we'll usually bet second round draft picks um, for the upcoming year, the, the next year, and I uh, I just happen to outgolf him and get his second round draft pick and. Don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but I don't think he's ever won a draft pick off me doing that. So, Nate, if you'd like your second-round draft pick, don't golf with me anymore. Um, And so I got Antonio Callaway with that pick, and that's a little bit early. I might have actually been able to wait till the next round to actually get him. Um, But I liked liked his just overall kind of um, abilities. And and so far this preseason, he's, he's proved it, and I know Hugh Jackson tried to make a point to say I'm going to punish you by making you play the entire game and and I kind of laughed at that because um well yeah it, he's going to be tired it's it's football it's his job to go out there and play every day he wants to prove that he can do it every day he's a rookie I mean he's a fourth round rookie with first round talent according to a lot of the scouts um and so going out there playing a full game and doing what he did uh, 100 plus yards and a touchdown um, long touchdown too um 
it just it, it made me happy that I got him there at 18 and happy that I didn't wait. But Anthony Miller at 17, he's going to the Bears, which is going to be a crowded receiver room with Allen Robinson uh, and Taylor Gabriel, but Kevin <laughs> Kevin Glassman White. Um, but uh, <laughs> you're, um, Anthony you're love, Anthony love Miller, interest. Kevin White. Yeah, oh man, uh, Anthony uh, Miller is, is is kind of slated as that number two guy already. And they're saying his, some of the highlights I've seen out of camp, he does not miss the ball. He can catch everything. They're saying his footwork is like Antonio Brown level and his route running is in the similar level. So if I got Anthony, if, if Anthony Miller ends up being half of what Antonio Brown is, getting him at 17 was a steal. Yep. Um, so I think those are good picks for sure. We're going to um, transition back to he, me here for a second. Um, so I take Rojo at 10, and then Garrett are like, all right, we're getting this fucking quarterback. Um, hopefully someone would fall to us at 20. Uh, Lamar Jackson, who was kind of at the top of my list, he goes at 13 to Willie. Um, I'm not really familiar with Willie's team, but I know Willie has Marcus Mariota. He probably didn't need Lamar Jackson. Takes him anyways. Fast forward to pick 15. Derek takes Baker Mayfield, this son of a bitch. Um, and then so uh, Garrett was really big on Josh Rosen. I wanted Lamar Jackson. Lamar was already gone. Pick 16, 17, and 18. I'll go by no, quarter, no quarterbacks, all receivers. I was like, all right, we're going to get Josh Rosen, I guess. I didn't want him. I wanted Lamar Jackson. But let's take Josh Rosen. Um, and then Connor, he's picking 19th overall. He came in second last year. Um, this motherfucker takes Josh Rosen. I know. I remember I was looking at his team. I was looking at his quarterbacks. I was like, there's no way this guy is taking Josh Rosen. He doesn't need him. And then he takes Josh fucking Rosen. So then Garrett and I scramble. We're like, all right, there's no one else we want in this draft. This is stupid. Sam Darnold blows. Josh Allen is probably not the best or won't play for a while. So we took Minnesota's kicker, Daniel Carlson, fifth-round draft pick. Unbelievable, Josh. Couldn't get the quarterback. Yeah, okay, well, the Vikings are terrible. The Vikings are not terrible, Josh. Daniel Carlson is going to be Blair Walsh incarnate. So that means he's going to have a great rookie year, and then he'll disappoint me three or four years from now. But this year is going to be fucking great. Ugh. So, yeah, um, I don't really have much else to talk about in the draft. Um, so all my picks were Rojo, or all my picks were Rojo, Daniel Carlson. Um, I took Dallas Goddard, who's going to be backing up Zach Ertz this year. I thought that was a good pick. Um, I took John Kelly. He's a rookie running back for the Rams. Um, i just kind of hoping he might be two to Todd Gurley since I've got Todd Gurley. Um, if Todd Gurley ever goes down, I've got dip there. Um, and then I wanted to take Justin Jackson with Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, who was the backup in uh, the Chargers or on the Chargers in L.A. Um, but Garrett took Mike White, the rookie quarterback in Dallas, and then we dropped him anyway so but yeah um anything else you want to talk about from the draft here josh no i've got nothing to add um obviously it was um nice to do on sleeper they have a nice little draft board set up so that was actually pretty fun to work with and get it set up um garlic already mentioned earlier check it out try it out um definitely recommend it myself got our other dynasty league to uh, move platforms over there and we just were about halfway through our dynasty rookie draft on that mm-hmm um, I think next we're going to move into some of the free agent pickups and, and we're not going to focus a lot on the drops because we had a lot of people who had to drop to make their roster cuts yep. um, after the draft. And so we'll go into some of the kind of different signings um, that just between Gar and I right now. And if, if you're 
if you're in our league and you wanted to um wanted your player mentioned i'm sorry just grow up we're tired it's it's 11 o'clock at night I you're struggling here josh yeah but i it's believe way in you. past my bedtime no um, doubt. and so just two of the names that I wrote down in my notes for my free agent picks up was uh, Gesicki and the tight end out of Miami, um, rookie tight end out of Miami. I was actually looking at him at, at him on my draft board in the fourth or fifth round because I needed a tight end with Hunter Henry going down, not necessarily trusting. I mean, um, that's not true. Nate drafted him uh, at 36 or 38, 28, whatever the I pick said, was. I said fourth round, right? Fourth and fifth round? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess. So that would have been after. What are you talking about? He's drafted right here. Fourth and fifth rounds right there. Yeah, I know. I couldn't draft him. Oh. I was going to get him in the fourth or fifth round, but Nate took him. Ah, I see. So I'm the retard. All right, we'll just give me a little of this. I was checking the uh, specs on the end line for the rotary girder. I'm retarded. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll ever not chuckle at that. Nope. Um, And so when I saw Nate drop him, I... Uh, I went out there and I, I picked him up pretty quick. Um, and so I was happy to get him, especially with uh, the tight ends that I have right now, Austin Safarian Jenkins. He's he's kind of one of those guys who you, you expect to do well, but um, depending on what happens um, with him off the field, then you got to, you know, have someone in the, in, the, in the tank. And so hopefully Hunter Henry comes back next season and tears it up like he was this last year. But... Until um, then, Gusecki, he's, he's going to sit there and, and bide his time. Other guy, um, I'm not sure if it was Willie or Derek, one of those Schultz brothers dropped Aaron Jones in Green Bay. Yeah, that was Derek. Yeah, I went out and spent almost half my free budget on him. Um, not not complaining. Um, turns out not many people bid on him anyway, so I probably could have got him for a lot cheaper. I'm guessing no one bid on him but you, Josh. Yep, and I have Ty Montgomery and... And I understand Jamal Williams is another guy to own and get in Green Bay with their running back by committee, but um, I'm a firm believer in Ty moving back to the wide receiver position here in the future. And um, I know a lot of people say he's not, and even Ty says he's not, but I believe he will. Um, and, and I just like what I saw out of Aaron last year. Um, he's a great pure runner. He had a lot of big plays. Uh, he threw his first four starts and – Delvin Cook's first four starts, he actually matched him stats, and yet he's not being talked about like Delvin is just because he's not that starting running back in Green Bay, and they do have somebody named Aaron Rodgers throwing the football. Who? Yep. Um, but yeah, let's go. Garlic, do you want to talk about some of your free agent ads? I don't know if I had enough notebook paper to write them all down. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've added some people. I've dropped some people. Um, no one's really impressed me. I mean, none of my ads, I think, were amazing. Uh, when I was doing my cut, my roster cut, um, I accidentally dropped Dante Moncrief. Um, I was happy to get him back, though. No one else bid on him, I think. Um, so other than that, um, I added Eli Manning and A.J. McCarron just for some QB depth, just in case A.J. McCarron went down today or yesterday or something like that. Um, so that doesn't really do me any good. Um so yeah, I mean nothing. None of my ads excited me, obviously. Um, but uh, Josh, unless there's anything else you'd like to talk about free agent wise, I'd like to call an audible here at the end of the podcast and uh, do something um, that might be fun, might end really poorly. But um, I think it'd be really cool to call people during the podcast. So I'm gonna try calling Bradley, and we're gonna see how this goes. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Bradley is our friend. Um, he's from Hidden Oaks. He's kind of a gangly fuck. So we'll see how this works out. Kind of a gangly fuck? No, oh, no doubt a gangly fuck.
I told him to answer if he gets a call. He's probably stoned. Oh, yeah. He's masturbating right now. Ooh. Hello? Bradley, can you hear me, sir? I can. Ooh. All right. Uh, Josh is also here. Say hi, Josh. Hey, Brad. How are you doing this uh, fine evening, sir? Doing just fine. Doing just fine. Nice. Um, so we're doing the podcast right now, uh, like I was telling you about earlier at lunch. And, uh, you know, we don't really have a plan for what you're going to say, but uh, let's just talk Vikings football. Let's hear any hot takes you might have. Um, I'm sure we'll try and call you multiple times throughout the season, but uh, let's just see what you have to say about the Vikes this year. Any hot takes? Um, well, for any that has a radio out there uh the hot topics been the offensive line so far this preseason um with a few key injuries yeah, you guys out. get out of here josh with that soundboard sorry brad continue <laughs> that's a little carl uh, gerbsman for you i mean looking pretty pretty stacked again this year on defense locked up a lot of key components um anthony bars the really really the only question mark on returning after this season. Mm-hmm. Do you want um, him to return? Do you offense, care about Anthony Barr's future? Um, I would say so. Um, you know, uh, not the highest tackle ratio guy on the team, but makes a lot of splashy plays, um, high energy. Um, I think he's a, he's a threat off the edge. No doubt. Now, Brad, um, quick question for you. When you and Garlic met for lunch today, did he give notes to talk about? No. No. Did he give me notes? No. Absolutely no. not, Brad. Uh, Josh, how dare you? I did not give him any notes. So then what did uh did PA talk about this today? PA? Why? I don't I don't know if PA broadcast it's all I told you on the radio. No, dude, but that's like I said, anyone that's got a radio has been listening to it for the last two months on the fan. Dude, that purple you know? Kool Aid is real in Minnesota, especially going into this year. Uh Brad, how do you feel about Kirk Cousins? Uh, Kirk Cousins, a um, little higher on him than I was uh, previously. Still not ready to uh, hand him hand him the key in the Lombardi Trophy uh, entirely yet. But, sure. But, um, you know, obviously he's got um, two pretty big threats with Thielen and Diggs. Um, Kyle Rudolph coming in as a tight end, and um, hopefully we'll, we'll see another step for Laquan Treadwell this season. Third yeah. season now and yet, yet to get a touchdown. Another step, yeah. yeah. He might catch what he had. He had like 20 catches last year or something like that for 200 yards. And his no. first season so, was one catch. Yeah, he had 200 yards last year. No. Yeah, Google it something right like now. That. Yeah, Google like 24, 25. Google I'm it, not, Josh. I'm not Googling it. Yeah, okay. Well, you're wrong. Um, but so, Brad, we like to be an equal opportunity podcast here. And obviously, Josh is a hardcore Packers fan. Any hot takes on the Packers this year? Um... I don't know about hot takes. Um, you know, right, predicted record. How do you feel about, about his receivers? Uh, that's uh, I don't know. To be expected. Pretty passionate guy. Pretty good guy. So you know, um, looking like they had a pretty key injury to a linebacker. I believe it was. Was it Jake right Ryan? Gate, so that's that's tough. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Who do you think will take the North this year, Brad? Uh, obviously, our options are the Vikings, who are the most probable, the Packers, or you can throw in a curveball and say Lions or Bears if you want. But who's taking the North this year? I think it's going to come down to the last two weeks. Um, I mean, I guess I really haven't looked at the schedule, 
the second time they play each other? Week 15, 14? I'm not sure, Josh. I know the Vikings end the year playing Chicago. Um, week 17, we play Chicago at home. Josh, I'm not, are you more familiar with the Packers Viking schedule than I am? I'm not. I know they play week two. Really all I know. All right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. usually the divisions always come down to the last few weeks. But um, so what are you yeah. thinking, Brad? Who takes it? Who takes it? Uh, I, I got to give the edge to the Vikings. I mean, uh, defending division champs, um, you know, a lot of key, key components coming back on the defense that basically won us the division last year. Not to discredit uh, Case Keenum's stellar play down the stretch, but, you know, the team's really predicated on that uh, defense, that Mike Jermichi. No doubt. Uh, Josh, is there something you want to say here? Brad, you couldn't see it, but Josh make a very funny face. Um, anything you want to say, Josh? Uh, no, I mean, I would be shocked if the if the Vikings didn't have the same success that they did last year, I guess. Well, 13-3, um, and three, I think there's no chance we do that well this year. But I mean, injuries are, injuries are one of those things that you can't really predict, and so um, if everyone were to stay healthy, I would say it would be a lot closer than it was last year, and, and last year even would be difficult for um, you know for Vikings to make it as far as they were, just because Packers have Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is um, the best quarterback in the NFL right now, and I don't care that Tom Brady's still in the NFL. Um, Tom Brady has the most success, but Aaron Rodgers is the better player, um, and so I would say that for this year at least. Vikings taking the division wouldn't be unexpected, um, but I also wouldn't say that the Packers are out of the chase either. No, no doubt. Um, I think a lot of people noticed last year that the the Packers, I think the term used is like a house of cards a lot. Uh, yeah, please don't touch the mic uh, or the screen. Uh, but so, what? What are you pointing at? Yeah, we're at an hour. I know. It's okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, so the Packers t- couldn't really perform without Rodgers. Um, so as long as Rodgers stays healthy, I think in the race for a Super Bowl for sure. Uh, but you brought up one more thing. We kind of want to wrap up here, Brad, but I'm interested in your opinion. Josh just said Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in the league, or at least the most talented. Um, and I think I'd take the same stance, um, at least from a talent perspective. Um, Aaron Rodgers is undoubtedly great. I think it's uh, a lot. It's very similar to the Jerry Rice-Randy Moss debate, where Jerry, Ross, Jerry Rice has got all the stats. Um, he's got the rings um, he's very similar to Tom Brady who would be considered the quarterback goat whereas Aaron Rodgers slash Randy Moss the more talented guys and maybe with a better supporting cast they'd have more rings or more accolades or whatever um, who would you have to um, who do you think is the goat and who would you rather have on your team uh, between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers Brad um, at this point in time I mean uh, Tom Brady's on the better side of 40 now um, you know, we're we're going to be taking a close look at his season, see how far he drops off. Obviously, um, AFC champions um, can never count out the Pats, but as far as talent goes, driving me down the field in the fourth quarter, you know, Rodgers uh, is known to make some pretty spectacular plays, um, great athleticism, great elusiveness. Um, you know, I... Uh, I'd be a fool to think otherwise than, than Rodgers is, uh, is the greatest quarterback right now. 
Sure. At least from a talent perspective, I agree. It's hard to argue with uh, Brady's five rings. But uh, uh, So we do want to wrap up here with you, Brad, but I want to ask you and Josh just a, a quick, really quick question. Just give me a one-word answer. It's just a one or the other. Um, who makes the Patriots? Is it? I'll ask Josh first. Who makes the Patriots? Patriots. Is it Brady or is it Belichick? Who's the more important piece? Josh. Wow. Um, just one, no explanation, just one or the other. Billy B. Billy Belichick. All right. Brad, same question to you. One word answer, no explanation. Who makes the Patriots better, Belichick or Brady? Mm. I, I got to say Brady. Ooh. All right. Um, maybe sometime down the road we can get an explanation. Um, if anyone's curious what my answer would be, I'd have to say Belichick um, just because the guy's a beast. Uh, but, Brad, uh, we're going to cut you off here because we want to wrap up. We've already gone over an hour. But I'd like to thank you for joining us, um, and I'm sure we'll have you on the show again. Thanks, Brad. Uh, thanks for having me. Love you, Brad. All right. Bye-bye, yeah. buddy. All right, so that was cool. I'm actually happy that worked. Hopefully that turns out well on the Skype um, and in the playback for the podcast listeners. Um, Josh, do you have any final thoughts here um, for the podcast? No, I, I guess first first one out and done. Um, first one's always the toughest. And so maybe we'll be back for more. And if you've if you listen, thanks for putting up for putting up with us for an hour. Hopefully we'll be a little bit more prepared. Um, my notes are. I guess I have grease stains in my notes because we were cooking ribs as I was taking the notes. So I was a little distracted. Yeah, dude, those ribs were good, though. Shout out to the Amazon Treasure Truck, our sponsor this evening. Um, those ribs were delicious. Unofficial sponsor, by the way. That was just free pub for them. Oh, yeah. You're welcome, Amazon. This this podcast is going to go big. Amazon needs our press right now. They're probably strapped for cash, and they're, they're really struggling. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. Um, our format is probably going to be a little different going forward um, once we get into the swing of the NFL season, um, and maybe even preseason week three, week four. We'll have a more traditional show where we kind of talk about that week in sports. We'll try and talk about the whole league instead of just focusing on the NFC North and the Vikings and the Pack. We'll try and talk about the other teams um just a little bit at least to give a little snapshot of them um and we'll of course talk um all our fantasy teams as those teams start to get drafted and then start getting players um yeah i don't really have anything anything else to say josh unless you want to give a little sign off note or yeah sign off a little bit a little bit more structure in the upcoming podcast obviously if you have any questions comments concerns email them to hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com if they're mean, I will cry. Um, other than that... Will you cry uh, on the air? Thank you. Can we get uh, that? Yes, I will cry on the air. Oh, Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I assume some of our listeners will be Derek, Willie Hammer, um, and I have no idea who else would fucking listen to this. Potentially Jordan Walmout, Alex Williams, Ryan Walters, um, and yes, they will be the ones that send that mean email that makes me cry. Perfect. Um, we should probably give a quick shout out to Alex Williams and uh, uh, is it Walters, right? Walters who's on it. Um, they started doing a podcast just last year and uh, right just last year. So I think they get a big credit in kind of what inspired us to do this as well. Um, at least I would assume so. How do you feel, Josh? Yes. <laughs> all right um so we hope you guys enjoyed it um we hope you listen again any feedback good bad whatever we'd love to hear it hidden oaks overdose at gmail.com uh, i'll probably make a facebook a facebook page here at some point so uh yeah i think that's all we got guys thank you for joining us i've got a nice little song here that'll uh play us off
How do we feel, Josh? Uh, 